during that time my daughter was born and I started finding it difficult to balance work, family, recreation, a life. And um, I just came home one day and I knew I was done. Welcome back to the Superintendent Radio Network. I'm your host, Kyle Brown. This podcast kicks off our series this year on superintendent health. Taking care of yourself can mean a lot of things to different people, but one aspect superintendents have a tendency to skip is work-life balance. Mike Fabrizio has seen a lot of job titles through his career, but we're starting near a low point in this story. Mike was the superintendent at Wild Dunes back in 1989. He'd seen the course through construction a few years earlier, and suddenly it was right in the pathway of Hurricane Hugo. There wasn't a lot of precedent for the area of what a hurricane could do and what the flood elevations could be. And so there really wasn't a lot of thought. We just left and came back to what was there. Mm. And obviously what we came back to was nothing prepared me for what was, what was there and what wasn't there when we returned. Rather than closing down, Wild Dunes rebuilt. It was a tough two-year process, but Fabrizio was young and ready to put in the work. There was a lot of hard work involved. It took a toll on me. I was fairly young. I was, I was 30, 31 years old, and I thought I could tackle anything and a lot of hours. And, you know, we were on some tight purse strings. It had to be that way because the, the revenue was not coming in like it was. Budgets were tight. We had to work hard. We had to make sacrifices. Keep in mind, he wasn't just restoring a damaged course. Mike was also pushing to help build the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendent Association as well, serving as president in 1994. During that time, my daughter was born, and I started finding it difficult to balance work, family, recreation, a life. And um, I just came home one day, and I knew I was done. He found a job opening at a seasonal club in the mountains of North Carolina. It was a sizable pay cut, but he knew he needed balance more than he needed the money. He walked. Immediately, he saw a change at the new club. I thoroughly enjoyed waking up every morning going to work in that job. It was it was relaxing, it was peaceful, it was beautiful, and the three or four months that we were closed in the winter gave you time to recharge your batteries, you know, plow some snow, do some projects, and it helped me get my, my uh, head back on to where it needed to be if I was going to continue at my expectation level that I had set for myself early in my career. A little while later, the company that owned Wild Dunes approached Mike about becoming their national agronomist and running some national accounts with direct responsibility over several courses. He was ready for the challenge. But as the stress ramped up, he paid less attention to his work-life balance again, and it was somewhat suffering and uh, kind of at the expense of my marriage. Things weren't going well. This time, his answer came in the form of company reorganization that left him out. The connections that he had helped him land at Daniel Island Club in 1999. It was smaller, a quieter club, one he'd even written off a few years before. One day at Wild Dunes, back in the mid-90s, my supervisors and I were sitting there uh, on a rainy day. The crew had gone home, reading the newspaper. And one of my assistants reading a headline story says, Daniel Island annexed into the city of Charleston. Fazio is going to build a golf course. And he goes, wow, that sounds pretty cool. You think you'd help me get a job when they build that golf course since... My exact words, without using profanity, was who in the blank would want to live or work on Daniel Island? Because it was considered nowhere then. It was just absolutely nowhere. And here I am. I've been here 16 years and lived on the island for 10. 
So it's been a very rewarding experience. Never thought I'd be here. Beyond his choices, Mike has always pushed for a healthy work-life balance. He's still involved in industry issues, but he looks outside golf as well. He exercises regularly, and he works with the Knights of Columbus and the Patriot Guard Riders. It's all fallen into place. I don't know if part of a bigger plan or what, but it's led me to a great opportunity and a job that is very fulfilling. I have a, a wonderful wife and my daughter that both love my life, and we have a good work balance here at Daniel Allen Club. Our management, our ownership supports that. It's turned out to be a very rewarding career path that, fortunately, I made some good decisions, and maybe some decisions weren't so good, but it's, it's led me to somewhere where I'm, I'm very happy. For him, part of this balance comes down to rules. He sets guidelines for himself to spend time on family and other interests, even when it's tough. You have to have outlets. You have to have other interests. And I think you have to have rules, and you need to try to abide by those rules as much as possible to help in your balance. If it's a day that is your day to exercise and that's one of your stress reliefs, you need to find time, set aside time to do it unless just something catastrophic comes up because you can make little excuses. So, well, I, I won't do it today. I'll do it tomorrow. And, and that applies with everything that you use as a stress outlet to help your balance, whether it's playing sports, whether it's exercising, whether it's going to church, whether it's being a, a member of a volunteer organization, whether it's spending time with your daughter or family time, all those things add to balance. And it takes more than just one of those things to balance. It just can't be work and family. It just can't be work and exercise. It's got to be several things. I'm a firm believer in rules. Following those rules, even if it means just doing a short exercise when he's crunched for time, is important to Mike because he's seen firsthand how stress can affect someone. Sometimes things do come up at work where... <clears throat> You do have to cheat the rule, and, and I, try to, I try to get as much out of that event that I'm cheating as possible. For example, if it's an hour workout night and I'm just really late getting home, I might take 15 minutes and run around the block. So it can be an abbreviated version of that form, I think, but to completely wipe it off the slate and don't come back to it, I think can be dangerous because... You feel like if you can get away with it once, you can get away with it another time. And, and I firmly believe that those distractions that you put in your life to help with the balance need to be there in some degree. Maybe it can't be 100% this month. Maybe it's only 50%, but at least still do it. Because if you get out of the habit, that's, I think, when bad habits are started. And then if you start focusing and dwelling too much on your job or the bad things that are going on in your life, without taking time to focus on the good things and the blessings and your outlets. You can start taking yourself down a scary path. And um, unfortunately, I've had I've lost a, a close family member suicide who went down that scary path. And um, probably one of the things that helps reinforce these things with me is you have to look after yourself at some point for your mental and physical well-being. This industry is tough on our bodies and our minds. And you have to do things to keep both of those in shape. You've been listening to the Superintendent Radio Network, the podcast of Golf Course Industry Magazine, a production of GIE Media, Inc. I've been your host and producer, Kyle Brown. You can find all of our podcasts on iTunes or the SRN page on golfcourseindustry.com. Talk to us at srn at gie.net or at GCI Magazine on Twitter. Thanks for listening.